Welcome to the Learning About Dogs podcast with Kay Lawrence and Frances McCormack and introducing her new collie puppy, Nika. This series is going to be focusing on all those questions that arise when you try and survive that first year with a new puppy. So let me introduce Frances to you. She has just got herself a new puppy called Nika. We'll talk about the name in a minute. So my first question is, really, why did you decide to that this was the right time to get a puppy? I had um, been thinking for a while that Tiernan, who's the other dog in the house, he's three years of age. I'd been thinking for a while that he needed a companion. He'd started to play some very species-specific games with me. You know, he was trying to do zoomies with me and to to get me involved in them trying to play chasing games with me uh-huh. trying to gently um, mouth my hand as though he wanted me to do it back and there was a sense that he would really benefit from a canine companion now he loves other dogs but it was it was something that i'd been thinking about for a while but i just wasn't sure that he was ready uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah or i mean, I mean is it ever the right time? Do we ever know it's the right time? I think it's easier to say it's not the right time than it is the right time. Yeah, because you, you don't know how it's going to be until you've seen how it is, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is there a kind of a, a benchmark that you use for judging when is right and when is not? Um, if you look back on it, you can think, oh, that wasn't the right time because I never thought A, B or C beforehand. But... Um, yeah, it, it's difficult. You feel ready for it. I think, as you said, you, you know, it's it's. how would another dog fit into the family at this time? Mm. Yes. Um, and, you know, what all the books say and all the books don't say, there is no right or wrong answer. It's whether it feels comfortable at the moment and you've got the time to commit to it. Yeah. And I think you can tie yourself up in knots, can't you, with all of the what ifs? Oh, yes. Oh, you know? yes, yes and yes, and yes, we're yes. far more resilient, I think, than we give ourselves credit for in dealing with the what ifs. But yeah. it, it was perfect in terms of my life situation. I'm working from home at the moment, so oh, I have yeah, ample yeah. time to to be there for a puppy and helping um, that settling in process. So it seemed to be to be a good time for it as you said so the biggest question was not so much whether you're ready is would it be suitable for him at three years old to have a young lady in his life (laughs) yes indeed and it was something i agonized over because he is very fond of his time with me he finds Mm -hmm. it very rewarding and i was wondering how would another dog slot into that I mean, do you think that that's a challenge for dogs? I don't know. I think um, I always think when the second one or the the junior comes to the house, they don't know anything about the time you've spent with the other dogs. But Mm. the other dogs will certainly notice that you're now spending less time with them. So that's a major consideration that he's had you to himself. I suppose it's this this sort of... um, one sibling and when the second one arrives it's the first one that is going to object to it but Mm -hmm. I think that is something that absolutely needs to be planned and carefully considered because it's him that would wonder why he's suddenly not the center of attention anymore yeah yeah so um planning that he still has 
his precious and valued time with the people in the house and the games he likes to play is not at a cost of the puppy coming because the puppy doesn't know any different you know the yeah. puppy doesn't know that they're special or they're suddenly the center of attention you know they'll just mm. slot into being number two um yeah. but uh, I, I do think we we need to you know when you bring another dog in it is for the other dog it's not for us the minute our attention goes to number two dog at the cost of number one we're in trouble you know it's unfair to number one dog how do you mean um, for the other dog rather than for us? What what does that look like? Well, often when the puppy comes, everybody wants to start doing things with the puppy, um, not realising that this is a playmate for the other dog in the house. So the, mm. the relationship between the two dogs is going to be much, much, much stronger than the relationship you will have with either of the dogs. It cannot right. be any different. And I think to try and say, oh, I must bond with this puppy alone... Um, no, the, the puppy will bond with your other dog and that is the normal healthy relationship that you would expect. So in other words, it's his sister, his mm. playmate, and you will have time to do stuff with her as well. Really. Right. So his priority is for him to have, as you said, you know, games that he can play with her that he can't play with you. And I think when we, we, we take it on on that basis, she will develop a better relationship with you after having confidence to have a relationship with him okay i can see yeah. that yeah. we tend to put ourselves very much at the center of the picture don't we oh, i mean yes, one yes, of the yes. things that that i remember you telling me off or very gently was that i was concerned that he was going to be jealous <laughs> yes. uh, and i remember you saying that's a human construct can you yes. explain a bit about yes. that yes uh, yeah I, I don't think dogs have jealousy i think if there's just um an opportunity for reward so if you've got two dogs and you're giving one dog a fuss or one dog a treat the other one is mm -hmm. not jealous they're just going to go oh is there some for me as well yes. but often people will say oh no no it's not your turn don't be jealous of what he's getting no i'm not jealous i just don't want to miss out you know so mm -hmm. so dogs very much have this fomo fear of missing out yeah. which looks like they're envious or jealous of what the other dog's getting but no 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 it's just opportunity whoa i'm in too yes mm. and in actual fact that's a technique that you will certainly want to use so she'll be down the garden digging a hole somewhere and you'll suddenly start doing things with Tina and she's going to go, oh, I'm not missing out on that. And that's the best recall you're going to get. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down immediately. <laughs> Fear of missing out is, is, is such a strong, hang on, he's getting something I'm not. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. Yeah, and she'll be there. We all know that feeling, don't we? We know it ourselves. We, we, we see two of our friends over having a, a really engaging conversation about something. We want to be there and find out yes, what's going yes, on. Yes, it's a natural response. No yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we, we have the right time. And um, mm -hmm. so where did she come from and, and why did you choose her? She was a rescue dog. So I'm in, involved with a rescue over here and they had several litters of puppies. Over here being... All... Oh, oh, sorry, Ireland. West Coast, yeah, there. yep. <laughs> over here in, in the West Coast of Ireland. And they had several litters of puppies. And I had been inquiring around to see <laughs> what kinds of, of dogs there were, what kinds of breeds, what their situations were. I didn't want another dog from a very difficult rescue case. So Tiernan was from a hoarding case and, and had, uh, I, I think he had a lot of struggles 
um, as a result yeah, of that. Yeah. And so I wanted a dog who would wouldn't require the same amount of attention and nurturing from that perspective. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, he would still have his time and his games and so on. So I had found a dog who had given birth to four puppies in the pound and uh, they'd immediately been moved into a foster home, very, very well experienced foster home. And I went out to see them and she was the one who bit my nose. (laughs) Made me laugh. (laughs) Oh boy, I didn't realise that spelled trouble, but she made me laugh. And and so there was, there was really no choice. You you go to these situations with an idea of, I'm going to to choose the puppy who, and it never works out that way. It's yeah, never worked yeah. out that way for me, at least. Yeah, yeah. My very first collie, I, I definitely went to get a little tricolour that the breeder had described to me because I just lost my tricolour cavalier and I wanted a tricolour. And right. back then there wasn't anything looking online. You know, she, she just wrote me a letter with some photographs, I think, with them about four or five weeks old. And it was a long drive to go down and see them. And I'd fixed in my mind I was going to have the little tricolour boy. And I tried everything to get him to play with me. You know, no, he wanted to go and do this. He wanted to go and do that. And every time I looked around, there was this other little nuisance chewing my shoelaces. And I kept throwing him off. <laughs> and he was called Womble. I said, oh, gosh, who could have a puppy called Womble? <laughs> yeah, anyway... <laughs> Womble came home and, you know, he couldn't have done any more for me than he did. You know, we went so far, so many places, and he was the start of my line. But, yes, our expectations of the puppy we're going to choose, and I sat there, I don't know how many, maybe four or five generations later, with um, somebody who was probably taking up to four hours to choose their puppy. And they had the choice of the puppies because they're, uh, dog was the father of the litter and uh, <laughs> me. And she was lying on the floor she had each puppy out one by one went through all these, went through all that and then went for a walk and then went back again and I knew everybody else was waiting on the end of the phone for me to tell them she has chosen Mm-mm. and she went back in again and she said well I ought to have this one because this one's this that and the other uh, but I'd rather like that one because that one does this that and the other and you know and it was like oh weighing up the pros and cons and her husband and I stood there and I said yeah but that one makes you laugh Oh, yes, it does. So that's the one that went home with her. And she became a champion, you know. So that's my first recommendation, that that connection that comes from the one that you can't stop looking at, the one that makes you laugh, even if it's ridiculous and clumsy and foolish or it makes you laugh because it just falls asleep. You're with me. There's something about mm-hmm. it that just make, gets an emotional response from you, the right sort yeah. of emotional response. Yep. So does she still make you laugh? She does. She's a comedian. Whether she's throwing herself around the room, <laughs> she's so dexterous and so nimble, or up to mischief, uh, managing to squeeze into the tiniest spaces to find a shoe that she'll then kill in the hallway. You know, she's oh, yes, yes, just incredibly yes. entertaining to be around puppies. I'd forgotten that actually. I can't think there's there's more reason than than choosing a puppy for that. Are you with me? That you yeah. just love watching them. You know, when I went to pick up Merrick, there was what is it, a very large litter, 10 or 12, I can't remember. And there was one dog pup. I was going for a bitch, and there was a choice of about nine bitches. Unfortunately, all had different colour collars on, so you could go, is that brown or is that chocolate? You know. The... <laughs> but there was one dog pup, one male pup, that when he moved, 
both of us, my, myself and the Bree, just went, oh, look at him. Oh, no, let's look at the girls again. And we, off he went again, trotting along with a piece of fluff or something. Oh, gosh, look at him. And I said, do me a favour and put the boys away, because I keep looking at those boys. <laughs> you know, so it was just watching him the way he moved. He was a superb mover, even at yes. six weeks old. You know, and sure enough, it came through that, you know, what you get at six weeks old is what you're going to get at a year old. He, stunning dog. Um, so, you know, the ones that are you can't have because somebody else has chosen them or they're not the right sex they they shouldn't really be in your eye when you're mm. sitting looking at the puppies yeah there's there's so much advice that circulates about how to choose a dog i i remember yeah, yeah. 15 years ago when i was choosing my first puppy and being told not to go for the one who was the most confident to approach mm. and not to go for the one who was huddling over in the corner but to look for one who was kind of in the middle slightly curious but also not too bothered and I think that's in many ways reflective of how just how much advice we're receiving about yes, living yes, with yes. with dogs well there used to be all these temperament tests that you're supposed to run these puppies through you really? know through to making um sudden noises and the puppy should all run away at six weeks old so you'd have a test for assessing puppy resilience at six weeks old so you'd, you'd make a loud noise and they should all run back to the den which is exactly the right response and the one right. that doesn't run away oh no don't take him and then you look at how quickly they recover from it and take the ones that recover first not the ones that don't take longer to you know and all these mm. what they call temperament tests you know and certainly 20 30 years ago i remember playing with them and the puppies and somebody said oh can we do a temperament test and I said not bloody likely you're not doing that to my puppies you know apart from the fact that if you made the loud noise they all went yeah so what we've heard that before because I, I you know they lived around me so things that would frighten them were, were not going to happen and were they used to noises that were slightly disruptive yes but these were brought in on a fading process not on a suddenly trying to frighten the puppies to see how quickly yeah. they'd recover Oh, there was all sorts of horrible things on that. But yes, there's certain aspects like, um, you know, if, if you want a dog to do things with you, are they quite content to sit and watch your face? You know, the puppy that really rats is always facing away from you playing with the other puppies. Yeah, that's fine. But if you if you want a dog that's going to be looking to you for information a lot, that's maybe not the puppy you would choose, but that would be absolutely perfect for somebody else who doesn't want to be stared at by the puppy all the time. So, you know, they come in all different packages, and I think that sense of connection you get to a puppy is the one that's going to last you for life. Yeah, the one that makes you laugh. And you said that what you see at six weeks is, is what you see at a year old, and a puppy who's not, who's sitting with their back to you and not engaging with you by looking at your face and so on you're likely to see that continue is that the case um i think that the term is what you have at six weeks old you can go to the bank with more in the right. way of structure yeah oh, okay. so if their feet turn out at six weeks old you know they've got the 10 to 2 feet at the front mm -hmm. they're going to have 10 to 2 feet at 10 months old it's not going to change okay. um but i i would probably agree to some degree that puppy that's not finding people's fascinating and watching a face and going oh my goodness it changes shape oh my goodness it makes noises oh i do <laughs> like faces that that dog is likely to be interested in faces for the rest of its life could you mold one that has no interest in faces i i think it, it's a hard fight but you know if you're working in say a border collie out on sheep would it give a damn about your face not really no. 
you with me? So you choose it for what you, you want it to do. So it might be at six, seven weeks old using all the other pups as pseudo sheep. And you mm-hmm. think, whoa, yes, this is the talent I want because that is showing at this early right. stage. So that is what you're looking for. But um, yeah, and there's certain activities you want where the dog is outwardly focused, but sound responsive as opposed to be focused on your face all the time and visually responsive. So, yeah. yeah, different dogs are different things. Cool. OK, so how did that first week go? It was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten how much was involved. Okay, let's in... stop there for a minute. That's long enough. Sorry, I'm going to make that second question. Put, put a little marker there. Um, okay, so before she came home, had you chosen her name or were you going to wait to see who she was going to be? Oh, I had chosen her name, absolutely. And her name was Blaheen, meaning. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those instances of where my expectations were just blown out of the water. And I'd actually chosen another dog from the photos, believe it or not. She was structurally very nice looking. You know, she was good, solid. She had um, a a really nice shape to her. Tiernan is slightly cowhocked. So I was looking for a dog who would would have a, a slightly better structure in terms of health and longevity. Uh-huh. And this particular dog had appealed to me from the photos, but and that dog unfortunately was called Sweetie, which Ooh. was a name that was definitely going to have to be yes, changed yes. as far as I was concerned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if only because that's one of my nicknames for tea and it would get very confusing. But when I met this little one and uh, decided that she was definitely the one who was coming home with us, she was already called Nika. And oh, so right, it was right. just such a pretty name and it yeah, rolled off yeah, the tongue. Yeah. So there it was. And, you know, some names just suit them. You know, I, yes. uh, Merrick was Meryl. I was going to call her to start with. And I thought, no, no, she's not. So her nickname's Mick. Um, okay. Yes, there's certain names that are not that dog. Yes. And you can yes. have a short list and you don't know till you get them home. But we did have a little Border Collies once and we named them after different beers. So there was... Um, oh, well, I'm but you know some of them were called Stella and there was Artois and there was Flowers and those <laughs> three kept their names these the people that took them couldn't think of any other names for them and I was so embarrassed so after that I learned to use utterly ridiculous names and I think then we did sound systems and so one was called Pi and right. one was called Sony and they were both called <laughs> Pi and Sony for the rest of their lives you know it's just like so, you know, far better than have the one with the white collar on the back that goes all the way round. You know, with the border mm-hmm. collies, at least you've got different personalities with each of them. You can call them different things. And then we had um, a litter that was named after states in America. And Alaska was Alaska for 16 years. My goodness. <laughs> you know, California, Arkansas, you know, so yes. So trying to find something that people will never use that name. And they did. There's some sort of, again, connection that they made in their mind that, that that is that who that dog is that's who that dog yeah. is and it's a strong it's a strong influence that name because when you think about choosing a pup the name is one of the pleasures of selecting a new pup finding a word that's going to be associated with this dog for the rest of their life it's such a rewarding thing so to actually say no this is the name that they they've already come with this is the name that they're going to be known by for the rest of their life yes, yes it, it's yes. quite a powerful one Yes, yes, yeah. 
and also you know i mean how many of us have been christened one thing but called another you yes. know even we don't get it right do we fanny no <laughs> <laughs> i can never forgive you for that one <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> we'll, I think we'll leave it at there for that then. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We shall be following Nika's first year through the podcasts. If you would like to learn more, please have a wander around our website, learningaboutdogs.com. We have many, many articles and lots of courses uh, that you can explore. We also have Facebook pages, which is Kay Lawrence and learning about dogs so if you have any questions on first year topics um, or anything else you'd like us to focus on please use the facebook pages and ask see you next time